0: Welcome to Integrative Nurse Coaches in Action, the podcast where nurses, healthcare professionals, and consumers come to hear from inspirational nurse leaders in health and wellness coaching. We cover the latest innovations, ideas, and breakthroughs from nurses who are shifting the paradigm of disease care to healthcare through the art and science of integrative nurse coaching. fantastic nurses, we are always willing to learn the latest information to help our patients. So understanding the endocannabinoid system as a nurse is imperative to practice safely and effectively. Combining the incredible wisdom you have today with enhanced knowledge about the endocannabinoid system ensures you are even more well-prepared to practice as a nurse in the complex healthcare environments you serve. Today's amazingly wise and beautiful podcast guest, Heidi Irene Martell, shares how she combined her life experience and passions, along with intense research and education of the endocannabinoid system with her nursing skills, to create a balanced and fulfilling career, partnering with families, clients, and her community in her consulting and nurse coaching practice. Before we get to the podcast, let's take three deep breaths in and out together. One... Two, three, now we're ready. Heidi Irene Martel's diverse life experiences led her to her true calling as a cannabis nurse consultant and holistic nurse coach. Following a car accident when she was 18, Heidi spent years filled with surgeries followed by periods of recovery and rehabilitation. She discovered photography as a therapeutic means of exploring and transcending physical pain. She obtained her MA in photography and began expanding her explorations of illness, grief, and healing to include the study of psychology as well as the alternative healing methods of mindfulness meditation, kundalini yoga and meditation, Ayurveda, Reiki, and Pilates. Heidi gave birth at home to her three biological children and adopted her beloved daughter, Luna, who is battling liver cancer. As Luna's cancer persisted, Heidi began studying nursing in order to better care for Luna and achieved her BSN. Shortly after Luna's passing, two of Heidi's sons received oncological diagnoses. As Heidi had already been researching cannabis as medicine, she incorporated cannabis into her son's therapy regimens while simultaneously becoming certified in cannabis nursing. Heidi then created Colibri Canna Consulting so that she could help other families just like hers. Heidi then became board certified in holistic nursing as well as nurse coaching and also used this time to become a certified provider of compassionate bereavement care and pediatric end-of-life care. Heidi continues her entheogenic studies, which hold so much promise for a myriad health and wellness challenges, ranging from depression, anxiety, PTSD, end-of-life fears, addiction, OCD, chronic pain, and so much more. Heidi has particular interests in cannabis and entheogenic education, consulting, and coaching related to pain, insomnia, trauma, anxiety, and depression, end-of-life and grief, substance use disorders, and neurological disorders. Welcome everyone to Integrative Nurse Coaches in Action. My name is Nicole Vienno. I am your host and I'm also a board certified integrative nurse coach. And today we are welcoming Heidi Irene Martell. She is living in Tucson, Arizona. And she is the founder and owner of Colibri Canna Consulting and Coaching. She is also a board-certified integrative nurse coach. She is doing amazing things in her community. And I am so excited because I think that we live like a few miles away from each other. and, And now we're connecting here for the podcast. And so welcome, Heidi. Thank
1: you so much. my privilege.
0: So glad you are here. And we'd love to take a little trip down history lane and and discover how you decided to become a nurse.
1: I had a very winding path to find my way to nursing and particularly to nurse coaching and consulting. Uh, So it was not my first career uh, by any means. So I was um, working in photography for many years, living in New York City, and at a certain point... Creating work for others to view or for galleries and critics really was not what I was passionate about or why I was creating art. And I had been using it a lot for self healing, kind of working with my body through photography in order to uh, almost transcend my body through my body, if that makes sense, um, based on a, a car accident that I had been in when I was 18 years old. So I, had a lot of surgeries and struggles thereafter with some of my physical health and well being. And I found that art and photography in particular was a really great way for me to explore and, and manage a lot of the challenges that I had going on. And nursing kind of crept its way in slowly as I pursued photography and my Kundalini yoga training and mindfulness meditation training. And all things just kind of led me eventually to come to a place where I felt I could unite all of my passions for healing and art and yoga and transformation, and to do that through my career as a nurse. I also became a nurse, most importantly, because my daughter Luna um, was diagnosed with hepatoblastoma when she was six, and um, she had a lot of recurrences. And I really felt that I needed to educate myself so that I would be able to best manage her care and care for her as well.
0: What a beautiful, winding story (laughs) to (laughs) Discover Nursing. I mean, uh, starting off in the arts, in photography, New York City, you said?
1: Yeah, downtown. I loved it. (laughs)
0: Wow. Yeah. um, But then also noting that you... We're in a car crash at a young age, at 18 years old. And that art and photography especially really helped you through uh, discovering more well-being and healing with that and from that. And then you got into yoga and mindfulness along the journey of of health and well-being, the continuous journey. Uh,
1: Your daughter, Mm
0: -hmm. Luna, and she helped direct you to find your path in nursing.
1: Yeah, I think it was actually Luna and my paternal grandmother, whose name is Irene. She had um, it was such a s- strange and interesting connection. So the car accident that I was in uh, was on September 15th uh, in 1990, and I had a compression fracture in one of my vertebrae. And my grandmother, four years later, was diagnosed with a compression fracture on that same date of September 15th. It was just one of those things. So I think, honestly, you know, she was probably my first inspiration that put nursing on the on the map a little bit for me because I did help care for her at home. Um, she was diagnosed with bone cancer subsequently and, you know, watching her and wanting to care for her. And then Luna kind of being this other beautiful soul who came into my life. And the two of them, I think, really inspired me Um, not only to become a nurse, but really to work um, with oncology and cancer patients predominantly.
0: It's so wonderful to have such inspiration to guide us to the right path. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So tell us also a little bit about how you discovered nurse coaching.
1: Nurse coaching was such a blessing to find. And I feel this way. I feel so many of us, we just find it when the time is right in our lives, in our careers, for me, I had been living in California originally when I started um, nursing school at UCSF and um, worked predominantly in stem cell transplant. Um, we moved to Texas for a clinical trial for um, for Luna at one point. And I worked there predominantly in, in a small med hospital to be close to the house that was close to home for her. And when we made the move to Arizona, I really was questioning my Desire to keep working in a hospital or in kind of a fairly acute outpatient clinic setting for bone marrow transplant and stem cell transplant. And so the move to Arizona gave me a chance to really take stock and see where I wanted to go moving forward because I was at a change in my life at that point. And so I did make a change to work with, in pediatrics, um, allergy, and immunology, which was not at all. You know what I had been doing in the past, but it was a really good move for me for a time. I was working at Banner, and when COVID hit around that time, I had been um, in the—I guess a little while prior to that—I had been in another car accident, unfortunately, and suffered a um, traumatic brain injury, and that really made me take pause. I needed to take obviously some time off of nursing, and with COVID hitting as well. It was extremely challenging for me to um, wear a mask and glasses and a face shield because my vision had been affected um, by the concussion and the traumatic brain injury. And so I started trying to work from home, helping out with a lot of COVID screenings and things like that. And eventually, you know, I said, I I need to find something aside from my business that I had been running called Calibri Canna Consulting, working with educating patients and their families uh, regarding endocannabinoid system and how cannabinoids might be helpful adjunctive treatment for a lot of cancer patients. So I had been working, running that business on the side and working as a traditional nurse as well. When I took a step back after the, the accident and COVID, I was searching, how can I you know, work from home, still serve my patients and families and clients? And um, I was on a Facebook page for the American Cannabis Nurses Association and happened to see a post that popped up. Someone was asking about nurse coaching (laughs) and programs. And it was just that moment where I saw it, I clicked on it, I started reading about it and I knew that this was a way I could still, you know, serve people, have those beautiful interactions. I love psychology. I had actually started a PhD program before I left for India Um, in the past as well. And this was just a beautiful way to marry all of my desires in in a way that I could talk with my clients and patients openly with that holistic perspective. I was not allowed to talk with my cancer patients regarding cannabis. That was extremely challenging for me, which is part of the reason why I did branch out and start my own business to be able to help families like that. And for myself, um, we definitely have had three oncological diagnoses with three of our children unfortunately in our family and so this was just another avenue of me researching for my children that then led me to a place where I wanted to serve other families.
0: I so love hearing our different nurse coaches' stories and and one how they became a nurse. That is always so fascinating to me and our listeners and I know that the stories to discover nurse coaching, and the the very first thing you said was, "I feel so blessed <laughs> to have discovered nurse coaching," and the roundabout ways that we find it, and yeah. you happen to find yours in in a group that you love, a uh, cannabis nursing, and found that well, I should I should probably look into this because it's going to help me do what I do.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, part of what drew me to the coaching as well was that you know when I provide medical cannabis consultations, you know, I educate and go over research and things like that. But normally it's, you know, one kind of long consultation and then occasionally we'll have some follow-ups to tweak things. But a lot of my families and clients need more ongoing support. So the coaching piece was just the perfect addition, you know, when you're going through treatment or you're going through loss or grief um, or, or trying to, you know, manage or conceive of end of life and what that might look like. Um, it's really, really important to have the support. And I know that coaching has been very, very helpful for a lot of my clients to be able to have that ongoing support and collaboration while they're going through treatment, in addition to you know a more educational consult. So the coaching piece was really important for me to be able to offer my clients and families.
0: So good. So good. Yeah, because you can help people on one level with education and, you know, that's good and fine, (laughs) but
1: Mm -hmm. there's this
0: whole other side that, you know, we, we can tend to be lacking in, in the healthcare system and that is the support and that is the discussion and, you know, checking in and making sure that people do understand what's going on and how they're feeling about it. I mean, all of those things really affect the way that our patients and clients make decisions and follow treatment as well
1: absolutely
0: so i i'd love and i know our listeners do too I, we'd love <laughs> we'd love to know maybe a day in the life of heidi irene martel what does it look like
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay well um First of all, it involves being woken up by one of our three cats (laughs) 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 at about, you know, three or four in the
0: morning. (laughs) (laughs) Right?
1: Those cats, those crazy cats. (laughs) Um, I love them. I love them. They are such amazing fur babies for me and just provide so much love and affection and comfort so so yes I I don't I I let them wake me up and I don't wake them up when they're sleeping because <laughs> they're just amazing creatures mm-hmm. so um I wake up fairly early I would say nowadays really just make sure I still have two of my boys living at home they're 10th graders in high school so kind of make sure they're up and getting ready and have everything that they need before they leave for the day and then it really just depends on my Work is varied. So, um, you know, clients for the, the cannabis consulting will vary from week to week, just depending on, you know, referrals that they received or recommendations. So it'll depend on how many clients I might have for the consulting piece. The same goes for the coaching. So that's really varies from week to week. I'm also very grateful and love um, helping out with the Inca admissions team as well, because any opportunity I have to hear another nurse's story and to know that they're going to join and help grow this profession, which I really think is the future of healthcare, it's just so amazing. So I also um, work on a varied schedule uh, with Inca for admissions as well, um, helping prospective registrants kind of hear about all of our programs and see what might be the best fit for them. So that's kind of from the work piece what happens during the day. I also love to um, I either do Um, a practice of kundalini yoga or Pilates or an elliptical. So those are kind of my three movement pieces. Pilates really saved me. After my car accident, I had several surgeries and through PT, I developed an abdominal hernia. And it was a friend of mine who was a dancer and said, hey, maybe you might want to try this. Um, This is a long time ago when Pilates really wasn't very well known um, but it focuses on deep abdominal and back strengthening, which was perfect for me and really was created for dancers who were rehabilitating from injuries. So that was kind of my first passion there. So I will do one of those practices just to kind of keep my body and my mind healthy. Um, I do usually start my morning with a um, an 11-minute mindfulness meditation. Oftentimes, it's a metta or loving-kindness meditation, which I love. And then you know, cooking sometimes, sometimes not. <laughs> Going to soccer <software laughs> games, cross country meets, and all that good stuff. <laughs> right. And of course, you know, I spend time. I love researching. So any new research that comes out regarding healthcare, um, regarding cannabinoids, regarding nowadays also um, psychedelics and their their role in healthcare or the their possible roles for. Um, health and well-being. Uh, So I spend a lot of time reading and taking courses online or in person when available to make sure that I know as much as I can so I can offer as much as possible to my clients.
0: It's a continuous journey, isn't it? As far as learning and Trying to stay on top of things, on top (laughs) of being a mom, on top of being, you know, the work, the things you must do, um, so many things. And I know that you have such a passion for the endocannabinoid system, how that helps uh, your patients and clients, and then um, entheogens. So maybe you can tell us a little bit more about. About those two areas, or both areas, or however you would like to approach it to just help our nurses understand a little bit more.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the endocannabinoid system at this point is really a necessity for all healthcare professionals to learn about it if they haven't already. It's unfortunate that, you know, not in my nursing training and not that I know of in medical training. Um, you know, there was no dedication to teaching about the endocannabinoid system. And it really is a master regulatory system in our body. And you have receptors all throughout the body. And when that system is out of balance, there is a theory that's called by Dr. Ethan Russo. It's called the endocannab- clinical endocannabinoid deficiency syndrome. And that's really a theory that seems to be um, bearing out to be true over time with research, but that, you know, when when the body's out of balance, the, endocannabinoid system tries to rebalance it. So we have a a way of signaling and you have an actual retrograde signaling with um, the endocannabinoid system so that if there's some imbalance and the body wants to try to bring it back to homeostasis, you're going to see this signaling. So the endocannabinoids we make internally, anandamide and 2AG, those get released in order to try and rebalance the body and then they get broken down by enzymes. The problem is some diseases and disorders you know, are more advanced and our body is not able to bring it back into balance just with our own endocannabinoid system. And so that's where phytocannabinoids or cannabis and, and certain cannabinoids in particular can be extremely helpful um, either for symptom management, um, for sleep, for nausea, as well as depression and anxiety, a lot of neurological challenges. So it's just a really important tool that we have in our toolbox that when the body is not able to regulate itself, as well as it should be, that supplementing with phytocannabinoids as an adjunct to traditional treatment or on its own can be extremely, extremely therapeutic. And without causing a lot of the side effects that traditional pharmaceuticals do, and it helps a lot of my families and, and clients kind of narrow down, kind of move from polypharmacy down to, you know, one or two pharmaceutical medications that they might need. There's been just so much research in so many different areas. There's a lot more to do. There have been some great strides with brain tumors, um, which I know a lot about because one of my sons was diagnosed with one. And He's done well with a combination of surgical resection and cannabis uh, in his case. So CBD is a neuroprotectant. It's it's a wonderful adjunct for someone who's going through those types of surgeries where you're going to have a lot of neuroinflammation and potential damage. So that was kind of my passion initially was learning about it for my child and then realizing how little information was out there and then gaining access to as much research as I could get my hands on and doing as much training as I could in order to be able to then help other families. So I, I truly believe in cannabis as a medicine, depending on um, you know the person, the situation, that's definitely does not work for everyone or help everyone, um, but it does help a large portion um, of at least the clients that I see. You know, the entheogens or psychedelic piece, you know, we're getting a lot of news around that now, um, but I definitely have been studying that a lot in the past, I guess maybe for the past four or five years, because things like psilocybin mushrooms and LSD and certain other types of psychedelics or entheogens can be extremely helpful when working with patients and clients at end of life. So, as a nurse, a really really good tool that hopefully over time with all the research and pushes to legalize some of these plants and fungi. You know, for end of life cancer patients, having a single psilocybin experience helps so many really become more at ease with their end of life, with where their journey is leading them. And they feel much more at peace over time and through their treatment to the point where they do end up passing away. But it's definitely a tool for hospice and end of life that I think would be very important for us to try to incorporate into um, nursing practice.
0: Thank you for bringing this all to our awareness. and, And thank you for doing all the research about this too. You know, in your business, Cana Consulting, there are so many questions that people have about this, and you know your your vision of offering this to families. You know, other families who need assistance, who are looking for help because they're really not necessarily finding what they need on their journey. And so, it's just a, a beautiful thing to to hear you talk about all of this and your approach to offering this to families.
1: I mean, in addition, I have to say, you know, there's so much research coming out with psychedelics. I mean, we are at a time in our world where we, I believe we need much more kindness and connection. The psychedelics or entheogens, a lot of them create that space for us. They create that sense of, you know, connection and oneness and kindness and loving nature toward one another and Sometimes you know a little bit of dissolution of our own ego, so that we can kind of see beyond it and connect with other people. Psychedelic medicines have been helping with addiction, with anxiety and depression, with you know so many areas of our life where challenges exist or mental health treatment is not helping in the way that our system is created. It's really, in my opinion, extremely broken. Um, And I've explored this a lot with you know one of my sons, the one who has the brain tumor. Um, He's had a lot of psychological challenges as well as a result, and um, the mental health system is really not in any way prepared to handle and interact with compassion and kindness and grace with anyone who is struggling with some of those issues. And so the entheogens or the psychedelics are really opening up a new window for help in those areas, and I feel that that is just so important for just us as a local community and the global community to have access to some of these tools and the ability for people to feel reconnected, to feel a sense of uh, awe or wonder or um, belief in the future. And so you can tell I'm very passionate about them. Because it's oh, just so beautiful. good
0: though. <laughs> yeah, I love your passion. People's passions for what they love and enjoy and just are so dedicated to are what move our profession forward. Yeah, if there are not people like you who are really interested in this and doing the research for it, then the voices are are not going to be heard. And so I really, for one, appreciate you doing this work and um, opening our eyes up to it and seeing it and then we too can connect with you or we can, you know, go on our own journey and discover more about it because just talking about it brings the awareness to it, brings up the curiosity, brings up questions and then, and then how we pursue that of course is, is our path. So
1: yeah. So thank you. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I'm, I'm a total nerd. I love (laughs) doing all the research, you know, that's my thing. And, and on top of it, you know, when I first started researching this, I mean, I still, you know, there's a lot of stigma attached to um, cannabis medicine or psychedelic medicine.
0: And now, a word from our sponsor. The Integrative Nurse Coach Academy offers nurses innovative approaches to re energize and expand your nursing practice with new skills and tools that focus on lifestyle health and well being. As an integrative nurse coach, You will confidently promote wellness and resiliency by guiding your clients, patients, and communities to deepen their connections to inner healing resources and expand their capacities to make meaningful choices for healthy lifestyle change. Plus, you'll learn critical self-care tools to actively take care of your own health and well-being on the journey. Join the global Integrative Nurse Coach Academy community and rediscover your passion for nursing in the online Integrative Nurse Coach Certificate Program. Learn more about our programs at inursecoach.com. And when you register for the Integrative Nurse Coach Certificate Program, be sure to use the code ACTION to get $100 off the Part 1 and 2 bundle.
1: Now, back to the podcast. You know, there's a lot of stigma attached to um, cannabis medicine or psychedelic medicine. It took me a long time to just even put myself out there, even though I knew what I had researched and what I believed in, um, just that that stigma that can happen, especially when you're a healthcare professional. And so I, at a certain point, I realized it was important for me to come out of the closet, so to speak, and and really share this because you know, people would not have even expected it coming from me or a nurse or, you know, however the it may have played out. But I found it was really important for me to at least put myself out there, raise the topics and, um, you know, share what I knew if people had questions or interests.
0: Yes. And the thing is, is that you have been exploring this in your own family life as well. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So real life experience instead of just textbook kind of experience.
1: Absolutely. I mean, part of what, you know, sent me on that direction years ago and researching it was I ended up coming across research by and lectures and teachings by Ramdas um, Richard Alpert, um, originally when he was doing some of the research at Harvard with Timothy Leary. And he was just a beautiful spiritual teacher, amazing lectures. And I used to I'd ride the bus. I was working on a yoga study with breast cancer patients at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine, coordinating the program there. And it was about an hour subway ride and maybe a half hour bus ride for me to get there the two days a week that I worked there. And so I would take Rondoss's lectures and I had a whole stack of them on cassette and I would just bring my little recorder with me and on all my rides there and back, I would listen just to his wisdom and teachings. You know, that actually led me to the joy of kirtan and kind of singing with Krishnadas. And that led me to, you know, making my way to India uh, for some of my advanced yoga training, as well as to spend some time in the ashram where Ram Dass and Krishnadas first kind of experienced their spiritual awakenings, I guess you would say. So that's kind of where I started. I had these beautiful teachers, you know, in person who inspired me and they really opened up my eyes to some of the potential healing Um, through a lot of these practices, as well as um, some of the plant medicines. So it just kind of came full circle after maybe 30 years, I guess, come 50 now. Mm -hmm.
0: I know I was imagining you on the bus with your cassette tapes. (laughs) Some of our listeners would be like, what's a cassette tape? (laughs) I know. But it was. They're all (laughs) cassettes. There are these little plastic things. (laughs) You put it in your, what were those things called where you, you, you latched it onto your belt
1: Belt oh, blue. gosh. I don't know. I remember I had a Sony Walkman or something. Yeah, the Walkman. That's what it is, the Walkman. I love it. I know. I dated myself. It's okay. Uh, it is okay
0: because what? We, we look back to our history, right? I mean, we honor our oh, history really. and all of those years of you dedicating your hours on the bus to listen and learn and be inspired and then move into other areas of practice that just make you the more of the incredible human that you are and your willingness to share all of that with so many people.
1: Yeah, amazing. There's so many amazing beings out there to learn from. So, I just I feel extremely privileged, you know, especially in New York City. I mean, they have the Insight Meditation Society there, which is wonderful. You could go to just sit in meditation with really wonderful teachers like Sharon Salzberg and Mark Epstein. I actually spent some time, Mark is a psychiatrist and medical doctor, and he focuses a lot on Theravada and Buddhist meditation. And I have the privilege of working with him in therapy for some time as well. And so I think just meeting all of these people at the time in my life that I did really Gave me so many tools, opened up my world so wide. And, you know, I'm just grateful to them every day. So along
0: your journey
1: in nurse coaching, all of this
0: beautiful energy and education and passion and connection and learning, all of this gathered up in your heart. Mm -hmm. If you could share, you know, coming from your heart, what would you share with our nurse coaching community?
1: I feel for me, I really feel that in order to fulfill my soul's purpose, that my role as a nurse coach and as a human being and so many other categories there, but is to really uplift and elevate and serve all the people that I am working with and walking alongside with kindness and compassion and grace. And I really believe that, you know, as a nurse coach, we are uniquely positioned to see and interact with the whole being, that client. And I really feel that through uplifting them, we uplift ourselves. We really serve our soul's purpose. And it's why it's just such a beautiful process for me. Every client I have, every coaching session is so unique and beautiful. And I always learn all of those sessions I get so much out of that work and I really believe that all of us so many of us went into nursing with the idea that this is how we wanted to engage with our clients and our patients this is how we wanted you know to to care for them and walk alongside them and unfortunately um, our medical system is really about disease management and polypharmacy at this point point. and um, I don't think that's why most of us went into nursing um, it was sad for me to leave the hospital because I really loved my patients and did everything I could to care for them and never had enough time, um, no matter how long I stayed after or how early I arrived prior. So I, I did feel a sadness or a loss there. Um, however, I really felt I could do much better work in the capacity that I am now.
0: If you don't mind, I'd love to to chat a little bit more about the grief associated with leaving the bedside Uh, because I I too felt that when I left the bedside and I left, of course, everyone may be leaving or not everyone may be leaving, although there is such a huge (laughs) amount of nurses who are leaving the bedside right now. They're not doing that lightly. They're not making those choices lightly. Nursing is a passion. It is a deep need. It's a deep seed within our hearts and souls that we love our nursing profession and we love what we do as nurses at the bedside. And so, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so let's let's talk a little bit about the grief associated with leaving that type of work.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, even when I was in nursing school, I was at uh, UCSF. They have a program, it's a master's entry program in nursing. So because I had a bachelor's in another field and a master's in another field, I kind of slotted into a more accelerated um, nursing program. But even then, when I was writing papers and trying, I was looking at how I could improve on the stem cell transplant floor, how I could improve in the the kind of labor and delivery floor, um, what was evidence-based, what wasn't. And all the papers I wrote and all the research I did was really trying to figure out how we could um, fix some of the broken parts of the system and really implement evidence-based care. Part of that being, you know, having a palliative care consult, you know, upon, Getting admitted to the stem cell transplant floor, you know, just to have people introduced to all the possibilities and services that may be available to them through their treatment. But what I found was, regardless of how well I wrote or um, how much you know research I could provide to support the idea of maybe changing a, a practice in the hospital, there was just so much bureaucracy and so much pushback that you know I I even started feeling discouraged as I was studying to become a nurse in that sense. You know, I obviously still carried on. I wanted to learn. I was still passionate. But what I found was over time, like working on the floor, I could never, I never had enough time to properly care for any of my patients to the point where, you know, I had six patients. I'm getting blood to one. I've got someone's O2 saturation dropping in another room. I can't leave one. My charge nurse is coded, you know, on a code somewhere else. The situation just was so unsafe and I could not, no matter how quickly I worked and how much I did, I could never properly care for any of them. And that made me so sad because in part, there were some nurses, unfortunately, who really did not love their career anymore as a nurse. And so they were really kind of just going through the motions, but not really attending to patients the way that they needed to be. And so I knew my leaving was going to take away my care for those patients. Uh, But at the same time, I realized that, you know, I am eventually going to make a mistake that I will not be able to live with because I'm going to harm someone just because there were too many patients, too much going on and not enough support. And so there was a grieving process for me to leave that setting because I loved it so much and I loved my patients and the interactions and all of it. But I couldn't stay under those circumstances. And I think that's why a lot of people are you know, continuing to, to leave the field and hopefully coming to grow our side of things. Not that we don't need hospital-based nurses, but I really do think we need a lot of changes in that system to support our nurses, to support evidence-based care. So
0: true. Yes. How do you feel that nurse coaching can support our nurses?
1: Well, I mean, I would love to have nurse coaches on every hospital floor to actually be present for coach for the for the nurses on the floor, you know, not not as a resource nurse, but really as a nurse coach, you know, whether it's burnout, something going on in your life, what you're trying to work toward that's gonna make you feel more supported and better able to, you know, support your clients and your patients on the hospital floor. So I really think it's important to have nurse coaches introduced into that system. But in addition, a lot of people, you know, they'll go see a primary care doctor, and uh, they're managing diabetes or congestive heart failure. Um, they go in for their 20-minute appointment. The doctor tells them what they need to be doing, you know, top down, and then they leave. the The patient doesn't even necessarily understand why they need to be doing what they're doing, or you know, even what the doctor is suggesting, why it needs to happen, or how they can make it happen, you know, based on their circumstance. Do they not live in a community where they're going to have access to you know, fresh fruits and vegetables when you're being counseled, this is what you should be eating. Do they have the funds to do that? You know, there's so many areas where, you know, that one 20-minute, 15-minute appointment does so little to actually help improve the health and well-being of any of the patients. And so I feel that having a nurse coach on board in traditional medical practices, in naturopathic practices, functional medicine practices, I really think that's where we can actually... Support our clients to help them achieve those modifications and interactions that they, that they want to have in their life, but that they cannot just do by having that one 20-minute appointment where they're told, okay, you need to do this, cut back on your weight, eat this, and you know, go home without any additional support about how to make that happen or questions about why it's not happening right now. So I really see nurse coaches in all walks of life. I I don't see them as case managers, which oftentimes, you know, jobs are now mentioning nurse coaching in regard to case management. I do see it as different from case management because with coaching, the clients are coming, choosing to come to us. So there's already that first step, that pre-contemplation, contemplation step, as opposed to calling someone up to manage a disease as a case manager uh, and providing information or guidance that people aren't you know, reaching out to you on their behalf to get that information.
0: Yeah, I see. I see that a lot, too. And job descriptions of more a case manager. Navigator is another one that I
1: see. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we definitely we're in those roles. You could be using nurse coaching skills. However, the, the relationship, I think, is a little bit different as, an, as specifically in the coaching process and using that, just utilizing that. I say just utilizing that. We, of course, are also <laughs> using our science base and our, our <laughs> art of caring in every relationship that we are are coming to. And I, I feel that it is the beauty of nurse coaching that we have so much knowledge base behind us. And we are practicing from an evidence based way and we are coming from it, knowing the perspective of the healthcare system as well and understanding it in order to help our clients navigate through that as well. So there's so many benefits to using a nurse coach. And I really, <laughs> I really appreciate your idea of having nurse coaches on the floors to help fellow nurses as they navigate their own space in healthcare as well and the, the trauma associated with some of the things that nurses face on a daily basis and, and, and the things going on in their personal lives and how that affects them at work. I even think of pre-menopause and menopause and the stages of life um, that nurses yeah. go through and how we are really supporting and actually really not supporting nurses at the bedside. Um, And that's why so many nurses are leaving.
1: Absolutely. I mean, in addition, you know, as a coach, we get to bring in all our, you know, our varied backgrounds and knowledge. So, you know, when I work with a client, like I can bring in, you know, some of my study that I did in India of Ayurvedic healing, and I can bring in Kundalini yoga, I can bring in mindfulness meditation, I can bring in Reiki, you know, all of the things that I was passionate about that I wanted to learn that I felt were so beneficial. I can now share that as well with my clients in that coaching setting. And it's just, it's so well suited. And that's the way that I feel like I can interact with so many facets um, that my client has so that I can see them in so many different lights. I feel that nursing is just the culmination of all of my passions. And so many of us as nurses have a lot of other skills and talents and healing modalities to to offer their clients in addition, you know, through those coaching sessions. So I just find them to be so incredibly powerful and healing in ways that it's very challenging to to find in traditional, you know, medical model at this point.
0: Yes, everyone listening, sign up to work with a nurse coach.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, Nicole, I have seen that. I've had a few postings on on doctors' websites. You know, need some extra support. You need a you need a nurse, right? You you know, yes. sign up for. So I'm I'm really really um, it's very encouraging to see some of that now where doctors are already you know as part of their model, including you know links or um, reference or having someone on staff that's a nurse who can actually you know help them move forward with those goals. So I love it.
0: Yes, yes, it's so overwhelming to get the list of to dos at the end of a 20 minute doctor appointment and then figure out where in the world am i supposed to start and the mm-hmm. nurse coaches can help with that and help in so many ways you've already mentioned so many wonderful things oh, oh my goodness heidi our time is our time is almost up but we could talk about this for hours couldn't we <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm a little chatterbox. Today. No, this is wonderful. We could chat about this. I mean, we're so passionate about mm-hmm. it and, and, you know, getting the word out about nurse coaching. And so how can people find you if they're looking for you or when they're so, looking um, for you?
1: <laughs> yeah, they can go to either my website, which is colibrichanna.com. It's C-O-L-I-B-R-I-S-C-A-N-N-A.com. Or they can write me directly, Heidi, at um, Calibri ColibriCana. And of course, I also have my special, um, H. Martell at inursecoach.com. So you can reach me any of those ways. I'd be happy. You know, I love sharing what I know. Um, so if anyone you know is passionate or has questions, please feel free to reach out.
0: Yes, you can You can reach Heidi in so many different facets. One, as an Integrative Nurse Coach Academy Admissions Specialist. So nurses, if you are thinking about becoming a nurse coach, you can speak directly with Heidi. And I'm going to share the link and the email for Heidi to reach her as an Integrative Nurse Coach Academy Admissions Specialist. And you could also reach out to Heidi through Calibri Canna Consulting and Coaching as well to discover more about what she's doing with her business. And Heidi, I just want to thank you so much for joining us on Integrative Nurse Coaches in Action podcast. You've brought so much knowledge and wisdom and wonder to our
1: podcast today. Well, thank you so much. It has been such a privilege. And I just want to close with one encouragement, or as it may be, that Inca has so many specialty programs in cannabis. In end of life, in meditation, we have a a yoga coming up in 2023, in addition to the coaching and functional medicine. So I really encourage all people who are listening to this to consider some of those programs to just add more tools to your toolbox to work with your patients and clients, because the programs are beautiful and it just opens up the world of what we can offer.
0: thank you so much for your generous time and support of our inspiring integrative nurse coaches in action. Please share this episode with a colleague, leave us a five-star review, and follow us on social media. We look forward to keeping in touch with you.
1: Remember to breathe and to rest.